An old lesson had a new airing when a contractor challenged the setup of a blanket purchasing agreement. The General Services Administration wanted to use a system of highest technically ranked and reasonable pricing for awarding equipment deals under the federal supply schedules. That's a no-no, as we hear from procurement attorney Joseph Petrillo of Petrillo & Powell, who joins me in studio. Joe, good to have you in. Good to be here, Tom. Tell us about this case. So this is a situation where GSA was establishing four blanket purchase agreements under the federal supply schedule program. These would organize the procurement by each of the military departments, one for each BPA, to purchase commercial hardware items and run basically hardware stores on military bases. That's the most basic fundamental use of the multiple award schedules. Absolutely. That's how they started, and this is an extension of them now into actual physical presence in military bases and an online store as well. Now, GSA decided to, however, use an innovative procurement technique, which is this highest technically ranked reasonable price method. So that's like the country cousin of lowest price technically acceptable? It's the exact opposite. Uh, You're looking for any reasonable price, but the highest technical ranking possible. Hmm, strange for the MAS, for the schedules. Well, that's what GAO thought. Uh, Who protested? Well, it was protested by Noble Supply and Logistics, and GAO just came out with a decision on January 16 of this year. They thought they had a good – well, GSA thought they had a good position because GAO had already approved this type of procurement evaluation criterion in the Alliant 2 procurement. The big GWAC. The big GWAC. And uh, you know, they were extending it now to the federal supply schedule, but GAO said not so fast. This is a different situation. For one thing, under the federal supply schedule, you've got a special status, which is you know, acknowledged in the Competition and Contracting Act, that buys under the federal supply schedule are considered to be at full and open competition, even if they're only made from a single source. Plus, this was a blanket purchasing agreement, and the contractors already had contracts with the government, in theory, under the GSA multiple award schedule program, correct? Exactly. The BPA is kind of an overlay on that to establish a particular program or make ordering easier for an agency. The nub here, though, of the federal supply schedule's exemption is that you've got to accomplish the purchase at the lowest overall price. Now, that doesn't mean the lowest price, because in determining what the lowest overall price is, you can look at factors other than price like past performance, special features of the item, etc. So almost not quite life cycle cost, but total acquisition cost maybe. You could certainly use life cycle cost, total acquisition cost. These are things that factor into it, as well as you know non-quantifiable factors as well, like past performance. Uh, so GAO now distinguished that that kind of situation from the situation in the Alliant 2 procurement. And there, the issue was, you know, was the price reasonable? Here, we've got to look at lowest overall cost. And the difference here is that a determination of price reasonableness is solely whether the price is too high. It's not looking at or trying to determine what the lowest overall cost is. So uh, GAO held that price reasonableness did not meet that criterion. Basically, it requires, in GAO's view, a comparative evaluation of vendor prices along with any additional features and benefits. So you've got to have a comparative valuation, pitting one vendor against the other and not merely against the standard of reasonableness. 
And that is the only way to determine, in GIO's view, whether one vendor's proposal will be more or less costly than another. We're speaking with Joseph Petrillo, a procurement attorney with Petrillo and Powell. So what GAO, what GSA, rather, should have done then is create an all-new vehicle using that procurement methodology or using that procurement methodology on another vehicle to deliver that equipment to the armed services that needed it, but they couldn't use that methodology on the schedules. That's the bottom line of the GAO decision. It looks like that met, that particular evaluation method is not going to work for the federal supply schedule because of the unique legal environment. I guess the question is, what was GSA thinking? They're supposed to know the rules for the schedule program better than anybody, but it sounded like this particular vendor that protested knew it better than the GSA did. Well, uh, they certainly found a limitation. Maybe GSA was pushing the envelope to see how far they could go. But, you know, there are some important differences between this procurement and Alliant too. And GAO did mention those. Not only was it under a different set of legal rules, but in Alliant too, the head-to-head competitions had been pushed down to the ordering process, the task order process. Here, uh, there was going to be a single BPA for each military department, and no further competition was going to take place. So, you know, that was a distinction. And, and GAO also noted that when GSA establishes the federal supply schedule contracts, it makes a determination of price reasonableness. So what's the point of making a second one? Right. So how would a BPA then work properly over the overlaid on the schedule? Well, one example, I think, comes from an earlier iteration of this own procurement. Originally, GSA had vendors price out a market basket of commonly used items and then use that for price comparison purposes. GAO mentioned that, didn't specifically say it was going to be adequate, but there's the implication that that's the type of analysis you need to perform here to make this work under the federal supply schedule program. And do you feel that with the consolidation of these 24 schedules into one big schedule, will that make any difference here at all? I doubt it will. It's the same legal environment, the same statutory requirement, and that's carried out in the regulations as well. Now, the regulations can be changed to some extent, but changing the statute means an act of Congress. And establishing these BPAs, was that done by the Assisted Acquisition Service? I'm not quite sure who was doing it in GSA, but... um, Because it could have been done by a division separate from the MAS program. It could have been assisted acquisitions that didn't quite know the rules for a sister program down the hall and and a floor down. Well, but there's adequate... That's um, just speculation on my part. Right. There's adequate uh, uh, expertise in GSA, I think, to to figure these things out. Meet me in the atrium and tell me what I can do under your program. Yeah, I guess guess GSA is to be complimented for trying to be innovative. Here they went a little bit too far in terms of the restrictions they have. Joseph Petrillo is a procurement attorney with Petrillo and Powell. As always, thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. You think your dog deserves the best for the holidays. BarkBox knows they do. And the best is exactly what BarkBox delivers every month. You'll get fun-themed goodies curated for your dog, and you'll be joining a community of pups and their people. We're celebrating sugar season with a double batch of irresistible toys, treats, and chews from our season sweetings-themed box. To start spoiling your dog and get your free upgrade, visit BarkBox.com podcast. 
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.